Welcome to the Preach My Gospel for Missionaries podcast. My name is Sean Nelson, and I'll be your host. On today's episode, we will hear from Julia Carlson and Tracy Watson, and our conversation will revolve around member missionary work and how we help members engage in the work of salvation. Julia has worked in the missionary department for many years, working with missionaries at the MTC, at visitor centers, and also online. You'll also remember her from our podcast on goals and plans. Tracy Watson has spent his career working for the missionary department and now works in the priesthood and family department. He served as a mission leader in Arizona, and his current assignment is the leader of the member missionary strategic working group. Basically, he's assigned to move the work of member missionary work forward and increase engagement. He has so much great information to share with us and is proud to be a grandpa of 23 grandkids. We hope that you enjoy this episode, Elders and Sisters. Well, we are now on the podcast with Tracy Watson and Julia Carlson. Thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you. It's great to be here, Sean. Thanks. Yeah. Um, As mentioned, uh, we're going to be talking about member missionary work and how members play a role in the work that we're doing to help Heavenly Father bring his children back to him. So we're just going to jump in and start with a few questions. The first being, how important are members in the work of sharing the gospel? Having been engaged in this work for many, many years, there are not adequate words to describe how absolutely critical members are. As we have been engaged in missionary work now, uh, Julie and I, for a lot of years. If there's one thing that matters most, if missionaries really, really want to see the work blossom, if they really want to see it unfold the way it's been described in the scriptures and, and has been prophesied by prophets, we, we know from experience, from research, and a host of other pieces of information that a central key to the success of this work is member engagement, getting the members involved. Uh, member involvement is, is the key to the ultimate success of the gathering of Israel. I think there's not a way to overstate it. And I actually had a conversation once about numbers that actually really impacted me on this. If you think about it, um, we have about 53,000 full-time missionaries right now, I think, maybe yeah, that number is kind of climbing back up post-pandemic and we're approaching 8 billion people on the earth and so someone just said to me well you can have 53,000 missionaries do it or you can have 16 million church members do it the members are the way I just like felt it like oh yeah there's no way that that a few thousand missionaries on on a two-year assignment are going to do what the Lord needs to have done and so if you think about full-time missionary service as training to be a lifelong missionary as a member of the church, then that model makes sense. You know, then we can accomplish the Lord's work that way. So. I love the way that you said that. And I mean, thinking about my personal, my personal experience, I'm a convert of about 18 years now. I was baptized as an 18 year old. There's no way I would have let two missionaries into my home if they knocked on my door, but my friends that came into my home that were amazing examples of the gospel, they are the ones who you know, piqued my interest, nurtured that interest for a while, and then introduced me to missionaries. And if it weren't for that, those relationships, there's absolutely no way that I would be here. 
Yeah, you can. We we've got some uh, current information. Actually, it's pretty recent that that shows the importance of those relationships. It is just so much harder for the missionaries to find and nurture people along where the members already have these relationships um, and people know them, trust them. I mean, it's just, there's just no better way to go about the work. Yeah, it makes me think about when I buy something on Amazon, I look at the product description, the official statement from the company, you know, that's trying to encourage me that I need this product. But I always read the customer reviews. I read what other people who have walked that path think and feel about that choice that they made. And I feel like people thinking about a religion or a church, the official, you know, representatives are an important part of what you do to learn about something but you want to talk to the people with the, the lived experience. And so our missionaries can't be the only exposure to someone to help them get a picture of what it's really like to be a member of the church, especially because our missionaries who are so great are also young and they, they know what it's like to be an 18 or 19 year old in the church, uh, but they don't know what it's like to have grandkids in the church or to have done marriage and or divorce or to, you know, navigate the complexities of, um, raising a family in this world. So for them to be able to bring in the member experience to people is a really critical part of helping people see and understand the blessings of the gospel and letting a person recognize the full picture of what they're choosing when they choose to accept this message. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When you think about our world that we live in today, that's the way people think. They're going to they're gonna go to people they trust. And if you're looking at uh, a faith, the changing your faith or growing your faith, that's a much more personal kinds of a kind of experience. They're going to be really thoughtful about who they interact with and who they trust. And so that's, I, I think the members... They are just key to that whole, that whole experience leading people toward the covenant path. So knowing that members are really key in this, what can missionaries do to, to help members share the gospel? What, what are some of the key things that they need to be aware of? I can tell them, I can tell the missionaries some things to do, and I can tell them some things not to do. <laughs> uh, President Iring said it years ago, and, and I thought it was a profound and uh, absolutely correct statement where he said do not nag or beg the members for referrals it doesn't work missionaries need to remember that they're coming in to love support and help those members do what the members covenanted already to do and so they need to come in from a perspective of we love you. We care about you. What could we do to help you? Now, with that said, <laughs> let, me, let me give a little bit of current context. There is a message that has been introduced. It was introduced last October, that's in 2020, to the church membership. It's all about how we love, how we share, and invite. Those three principles, Preach My Gospel, absolutely supports those. And if the missionaries can go in supporting that message to with members to help them to know we're not asking members to do anything that is that is unnatural and uncomfortable, that they're to reach out to people in a spirit of love and to share things with them that bless people's lives 
and invite them to do things that are comfortable, that are natural, that are normal. If the missionaries can support that, if the missionaries can go into a member's home and say, we're here to help you, we love you, we care about you, anything that we can do to help you um, do your part in sharing the gospel, let us know how we can help. I did think of a story that I feel like kind of illustrates some principles missionaries can be aware of. Before my mission, I was had my call and I was living at home and I really wanted to have missionary experiences. So I was praying for them. And the local missionaries in my ward came to my house and challenged me to do missionary work that week and said they'd follow up with me on Sunday. It ended up being my last week at a temp job I had. So there was some coworkers I didn't really know well. And I had this feeling to share the Book of Mormon with one of them. And it was my last day at my job. And I went out to my car and the Holy Ghost said, go back in there and give her that book. And it was, I remember being scared and not knowing how to do it, but I gathered my courage and I went back in and she had already left for the day. So I left the Book of Mormon on her desk with a note explaining how meaningful it was to me. And I thought she had been a great coworker. And so I come home and I go to church on Sunday and I see the missionaries in the hall. And one of them was brand new and the other one must've been his trainer. And so I'm so excited to tell them, I'm like, elders, I gave the Book of Mormon away to someone at my job. And the new missionary says, that's great. What's her address? And I said, oh, I don't know what her address is. She lives up in, you know, Longmont, somewhere that's like two hours outside of their area. And he just looks devastated and says, well, how are we going to follow up with her? And then his trainer companion is like, well, Julia, great job. I'm so glad you shared the Book of Mormon and, and kind of tried to recover. But I had this feeling during this experience where I went from being so excited I had made progress and I had done a missionary thing to feeling like I had failed. I hadn't done it right. I had I had messed up on missionary work, you know? And um, looking back on that experience, I recognized like there, I don't know how we could follow up with that woman. There's things I could have done better, but that the, the missionary who thought about not just the person or not just getting a referral out of the experience, but who thought about my experience as a missionary, how I felt about my progress and what was going to encourage me to keep doing it more. That was the missionary that, that helped me feel loved and supported. Um, and the other missionary, he was new and I'm sure I made similar mistakes, so I don't blame him, but he couldn't see how his interaction with me was part of his purpose, that how he was interacting with me was an important an important aspect of how well member work was going to go in the future with me. He just was focused on reporting back what had happened or making sure he could go teach that woman or, you know, I don't know. I just learned a lot from their two reactions and how I felt participating. So the missionaries who really recognize that every interaction with the member is a chance to build and lift and support them. Those missionaries help members become missionaries over time and i think the long game thinking is really important for missionaries to participate in the work yeah i i, I want to build on that that's that is a that is a great example or non-example it's a it's kind of both right and i love that story and i love what you said julia about you have to think long term having served as a mission leader i remember my missionaries in our mission when we were there for the first six months they were thinking in six week cycles. They were thinking, what can I get done in this transfer? Cause I'll probably get transferred. And I kept telling them, you have to think long-term with members. 
You have, yes. Is it possible you could get transferred? Yes. But what you can't think about is what about me and what can I get done? What you have to think about is if I'm only here for six weeks or three months or four and a half months, what would be the right progress for these members within that time? Knowing that members, they live there. They're living life. They're thinking things through. So right now in, in my life, I'm serving as a ward mission leader and a elders quorum president counselor. And we've got a, a family that we've been working with that are from the DR Congo. And they are a delightful family. The missionaries were eager to get in and start teaching them immediately. I said, they're not ready for that yet. This is going to take some time. And so we've been working with this family, making good progress, and we're getting close. But it has taken six months to build the relationship and to deal with some of the cultural issues and some of the temporal issues that this family had in order for them to be ready to be taught. And the missionaries have got to think long term. And they have to think that way. This long-term perspective is incredibly important. But if we take the short-term perspective, that means we're only looking for those who are ready right now. And we know that pool is small. But if the missionaries think long-term and they're patient and they're working with the members in a spirit of love and in, in harmony with Preach My Gospel and the principles of love, share, and invite, we are going to see, I think, incredible things happen. I love from what both of your comments kind of allude to, right? Missionaries aren't just coming in to, I love Julia's example, to get a referral, like uh, the name of someone who lives in the ward boundary that we're going to go teach, right? But rather, they're here to support the work that we, like you mentioned, Tracy, that we've all covenanted to do. And so we lift members, we assist members, we help them. I imagine that some members feel a little inadequate about fulfilling their own role. Mm -hmm. Are there any resources that we could point missionaries to that would help members ultimately understand their role to, to participate in, in member missionary work? Here are some resources that are available to the missionaries right now that they could meet with members and talk about. First off, the church's website, share.churchofjesuschrist.org. We have been posting up new content there for about a year. It's in 16 languages, and it is rich with ideas that missionaries could use in helping members know how to engage people with things that are natural and normal, how to use social media. A second one, we released last March chapter 23 of the general handbook on sharing the gospel. It is beautifully done. It is powerful. It is simple. It focuses on love, share, and invite. It's in complete harmony with preach my gospel. If I were a full-time missionary, I would go into their homes. I would sit down and read and discuss that handbook section together. I think they'll find great, great insight from that. You know, Tracy, another reason I love your reference to the handbook is that missionaries need to remember they're already coming in underneath the direction uh, in that area from local 
church leaders about missionary work. You already have ward mission leaders and bishops and stake presidents who are already care about and are working on missionary work. And that handbook section is what they're seeing. That's the instruction they've already gotten. And that's probably instruction they're already giving to their membership in the area. And so to be familiar with that makes sense in order to help the missionaries be aligned with local church leaders, which as we know, is a really critical element of helping missionary work move forward from the member and missionary side together. Absolutely, you're absolutely right, Julia. Can I, can I give one more suggestion? So if you send the missionaries to the church's website, to the SHARE website, in that website, there is an invitation to sign up for SHARE Light. If I were a full-time missionary, I would be going into members' homes and saying, let me help you sign up for Share Light. So if they do that, what the members do is they will get uh, one or two emails a month with practical suggestions, even experiences. We're even offering to members experiences that they could have with their friends um, that are really natural and normal. Um, and so there's just content and suggestions and things there that they will get that will help them in being able to share the gospel in ways where members will say, I can do that. So those are some resources right now that are available out there that missionaries can tap into. I might add one more thing to think about. In some of our areas, we have local campaigns going on on social media that are kind of specific to a region where they've thought carefully about the area and the people and their needs and what they might resonate with. And, and missionaries should make sure that they're familiar with whatever local campaigns are in their area. Um, you have social media specialists in your mission. There's, there's people in your mission that can teach you, but if you're really familiar with those, then that's another resource you can share with the members in your area and make sure they know what you know about the local campaigns, how they're working, what the resources are um, that members might be able to use as part of that. So um, for a missionary that may not be familiar, just start asking in your mission and make sure that you've taken the time to know what any local campaigns are that are going on, because that's another resource you'll want to be familiar with so that you can help the members participate. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I would also suggest that that if the missionaries haven't, they ought to go watch the broadcast that was done on June 26th. They could pull content out of that, stories that they could share with members that would, I think, be very, very inspiring. I, I love that suggestion. So um, all of these uh, websites and links, anything that has a direct link, we'll put in the notes for this show, elders and sisters, so you can just click on them and it will take you right to... Um, what both Tracy and Julia have been talking about. Well, before we wrap up, maybe just one more question to help missionaries understand how they're being successful or if, if what they're doing is actually having an impact on members. What are some of the evidences that missionaries can look for that their effort does have an impact? Oh, that is such a good question. I think one is the members come to them because they trust them. And it wasn't because of a program. We know that. We know programs don't really work with members, turns them off. But if the missionaries see the members reaching out to them and asking them questions and talking to them about people, they'll know 
that they're in the hearts of the members. And that's a, that's a, a success metric in my mind. I think another one would be that they are getting more people to teach, that the members are coming and bringing to them people that they feel are prepared to learn about the gospel. Those are, those are ways that, that they'll know, that they'll feel it. They'll feel it through the power and inspiration of the spirit, whether they've earned the trust and feel equally yoked with the members in the work. Um, they'll know it by discernment, but I think they can look for those things as well. I don't know, Julia, your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I was just thinking about Ammon and how I can't imagine what he felt when he could see King Lamoni like accepting the gospel, you know, like that was clearly this incredible moment where the impossible is happening, right? His Lamanite brothers who have committed every sin are making this change. Um, but I think the moment when he saw King Lamoni explaining to his father, what he now like felt and believed um, was probably even sweeter for him to recognize that King Lamoni had not only accepted this message, but was going to try to share it with others. And so for missionaries who look in their areas uh, to think about, are the members growing in their confidence? Like you said, Tracy, they can do this. Are they growing in their excitement or their enthusiasm to try to share or to invite? Um, because, because members will have lots of experiences where they invite and people say no. They'll have lots of experiences where people make some progress, but then they don't enter the waters of baptism, you know? And so missionaries recognizing that the members are becoming missionaries is really sacred, even though we don't necessarily measure that. And I, I think it's important for missionaries to remember they are not the first missionaries in an area. They stand on the shoulders of the missionaries who came before them, and they will also not be the last. And so if you think about the kind of impression you want to leave on the members about how great missionary work is, how wonderful it is to be a part of it, the miracles you see, the faith that you get to feel growing in yourself and others, um, to think about the trail you're leaving behind you as a missionary, this members piece may be the most important thing that you do. And that if you leave an area that does more missionary work after you left because of how you were and how encouraging you were and the opportunities and experiences you helped people start taking part in, like that will last so much longer um, than just teaching a few lessons or even just having, you know, a baptism. Like I think, I think the long-term impact can't be measured of helping members become missionaries. As you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, how will a missionary know if they're seeing progress? And I think one of them is how many times that they are able to tell a member way to go. When you think about the principles of love, share, and invite, the, the invite, there, as it's described in the handbook, it doesn't tell you what those are. Those invitations could be anything. They could be as simple, they could be inviting somebody to come to church. Sure, that, that, that's an invitation. Or it could be as simple as, hey, good friend of mine who's not a member of the church, could, let's go on a walk. Let's just go for a walk. Let's just spend some time together. Or why don't you come over for ice cream or as simple as that. Anything like that. Anytime a member shows their love, and shares with, with somebody else anything that they need. 
what, whatever. It, it might be an experience or it might be, uh, they might need to give them some food. I don't know. They might need to invite them to come to BYU Pathway, whatever. Anytime a member does anything based on those principles, the missionaries ought to be taking note and saying, way to go. And if they find that they're encouraging and they're being able to give that kind of positive reinforcement more often because members are simply engaging, then, then they ought to feel pretty good about the work and the progress. Wow. I love both of your thoughts. I love this conversation. And elders and sisters, as you walk away from this podcast, we invite you to counsel together as a companionship and to think about the way that you are working with the members in the areas you're assigned to and to see if you can't elevate from where you are currently um, the, the connection you have with the members and really the support that you're lending to them. Julia, Tracy, thank you so much for your uh, remarks today and for the amazing amount of experience that you're able to share with us. Thanks, Sean. Great to be here. Thank you.